My Michelle Live podcast. My Michelle Live entertainment review. Roll out the red carpet. Here's Michelle. Everyone, everyone needs a red carpet. That's rolled right. out at least one time in their life. Thanks for joining in the fun. I'm Michelle Mendoza, and you've got Entertainment Review. We're going to take on entertainment news, some movie reviews. There's some big films out this weekend that you're going to want to know about, and a lot going on in the world of Hollywood that we are going to take on. And by we, I'm joined by the man who is the cool of movie reviews, Adam Holt. pretty cool. Plugging you into the movies, this is Adam Holt. Happy weekend, Adam. You made Happy it. Happy weekend to you, too. Woohoo! Let's start by taking on some entertainment news. Yeah. Entertainment news. All right. Let's start with the man who wrote a book on heaven. His name's Randy Alcorn. He's a Christian author, and he's written over 50 books, even made uh, some films. Randy Alcorn's <laughs> wife has been struggling with cancer for years and he recently announced that she is nearing the end of her life this is a man who's written on heaven many people uh, are dealing today with life-altering life-threatening issues we all have to face death but when you know that there's something beyond it there is a hope beyond your circumstances. Sometimes there's more to your story. There's blessings around the corner, even the midst of heartache. Uh, more entertainment news, best-selling movies and big, huge productions and theme parks. Disney has been part of our lives for decades. The founder, Walt Disney, was committed to family entertainment, to faith even, being interwoven into a lot of their productions. Disney Air has come out as transgender and has apologized profusely for not doing more against the don't, the quote, don't say gay bill. Here's something Disney, by the way, uh, didn't wish upon a star for. 68% of American voters are now less likely to do business with Disney over its new push for more LGBT content, according to a new poll. Disney is no longer in the favor of almost 70% of America. A similar percentage, according to this survey, almost 70% say they're likely to support family-friendly alternatives to Disney. But this is the interesting part, Adam. 59% were Democrats, 72% independents, and 78 Republicans. These were people who were voters. So 60% of Democrats, this is no longer a partisan issue. Oh, that's right. And I think that obviously we're coming at the conversation about sexuality and about LGBT issues from a Christian frame of reference and unapologetically so. We believe that God has created sexuality for a particular place and context. Having said that, I don't think you have to be of the Judeo-Christian tradition to say, why can't we just have kids shows that don't have to have sexual politics woven into every ounce of the storyline? There is an activism here. I think many parents 
even if you're a parent who supports that, you may not be at a point where you want to have that conversation with your children. And can we just let kids be kids? And, and there's been a big conversation about whether Disney, whether radical progressives are grooming children or not. But I think that we can certainly say there is an agenda to push this conversation about sexual identity down practically to kindergarten or preschool. And frankly, I think there are a lot of us that are fed up that we need to let kids be kids. We don't have to sexualize childhood any more than we already have, but I'm not sure that Disney and many of these other media companies have gotten the memo. The movie Dumbledore it's is coming out. Uh, Dumbledore has come out of the magic closet as unapologetically <laughs> gay. Let's talk about Fantastic Beasts. We're going to review that in just a moment. Fantastic Beast 3 has gay dialogue yeah. and the reveal that Dumbledore is homosexual, the romantic past between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. But if that offends you as a parent and you say, I don't want part of that, you do not have to worry. And here's why. Uh, all of those scenes have been edited out. Did you know that, Adam? Yeah. Yep. Well, they had to edit them out for China. Yes, for China. So protested. You, yeah. And it puts you in a very strange place of feeling, what if I actually agree with Chinese censorship of this? <laughs> See, I don't agree with censorship, no, but not, there is absolutely. a time and there is a place. I believe in free speech, but free speech has to be uh, tempered with responsibility there the old adage you don't yell fire in a crowded theater right? right you have free speech but there is a time and there is a place and where children are concerned it is not the time nor is it the place jk rowling revealed dumbledore was gay in 2009 but the movies never explicitly referenced the character's sexuality until this now third fantastic beast movie so interesting though so China finds the reveal of Dumbledore being gay offensive. Being gay is illegal. So it's okay to bow down to China and say, yes, we're going to edit this out for you. But here we have the, the Disney air saying, I'm LGBTQ and I'm so sorry I didn't do more to stand against this don't say gay bill. This is bad. These people are bad. But China's okay because we make a lot of money from them. Well, Once that's, again. That's right. There's hypocrisy all over the place. We can just go down the list. We can talk about the NBA, we can talk about professional sports, we can talk about all of these large corporate entities that haven't uttered a peep about China's civil rights abuses, about the treatment of Muslims, about horrible things that have happened that everybody knows is happening, but we all choose to pretend simultaneously that, and by we, these large corporations, because it's, we had the too big to fail thing in 2008. China apparently is too big to, to confront that they don't want to lose the income. And so as much as anybody wants to get on their moral high horse about any issue, it always comes down to the money, Michelle. It yeah, always does. does. And I think if we have even a fraction of those 68% of people mm -hmm. who consume less Disney product, I guarantee you there will be executives 
above the ones that have been talking and saying these Already, things who yeah. say, all right, no, this doesn't pay because it's about the money. Always follow the money. That's what my dad taught me. Well, indeed, indeed. Now, Faith is still making some statements in the midst of the debauchery and indoctrination of Hollywood. There is a movie that is out this weekend that we'll be reviewing today about a young boxer who grew up in a troubled home. And it stars Mark Wahlberg. After nearly dying in an accident, he converted to Catholicism to become a priest and apparently this film this story is a true story at mark Wahlberg came to this story because of conversation at at the dinner table and he was floored by it and apparently mark is has birthed this in what he says a lot of prayer it's called father stew so we're going to be talking about that today and some other films as we get into our movie reviews but first uh, you might see this cool little basket behind me for those of you who sign up for the my michelle live newsletter you can be entered to win not only this cute basket, which includes this amazing portable espresso machine that you can take anywhere. And with just a few squeezes, you make the best espresso I may have ever had. So the crema on the this face thing. I just made, yes. I think that you should use it in your marketing. Here it is again. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to like like strap one of those onto my belt, like a, my utility belt. I'm not Batman, but if I could make espresso anywhere, that feels like a superpower. <laughs> this thing has gone all over the world with me. I'm not kidding. So you just fill this little cup with hot water. You fill the uh, screw it on. Fill the other side with is with a ground espresso, and then it literally pumps into. So your... is it kind of like a mini French press? Kind it, it, of? No, it is. It, it, <laughs> I guess you could say it is like that. What it does is it makes perfect espresso they really have to get an expensive machine but this is easily the most exciting discovery (laughs) i know i know sign up for your newsletter and hope that you pull my name that's right you can also buy it through my michelle live we have a link and this not only comes with all of this fun swag and even a my michelle live little beanie thing but it also you could win a getaway for your family to a cabin somewhere in your vicinity just sign up for the my michelle live newsletter at mymichellelive.com and you will be good to go the wait is finally over ferociously entertaining i like that part <laughs> my Michelle Live podcast. All right, let's get back to our movie review. Got to play that for Adam. We are going to look at some of the films of the week. And as we mentioned, Dumbledore, he has come out. And Fantastical Beasts 3 has come out as well. Yep. Yeah, so this is a prequel story that I think Depending on how this movie does, there are probably going to be two more. The original Harry Potter series was eight movies, so this one's going to be five. And it's a story on the macro level of good versus evil, good magicians versus bad magicians. And Dumbledore and another guy played by Eddie Redmayne, Newt Scamander, and their ragtag troop of um, young magicians are trying to make sure that this character Grindelwald doesn't take over the world. He wants to enslave 
the entire non-magical population of the world. And if you know anything about the Harry Potter story, there are magical people and then there are muggles who are people who... That's the rest of us. In America, they're called non-magis, I guess. Oh, Um, okay, okay. And the complicating factor is that Dumbledore used to have a thing for Grindelwald. He did magical sort of, I don't even know what you'd call it, something that keeps him from harming Grindelwald. And so now they're like mortal enemies, but Dumbledore can't attack him, can't do anything that would hurt him. So Dumbledore is trying to do a workaround here with Newt's commander and and all of these other magicians. And magical hijinks ensue. I would say in addition to the LGBT content, this is a pretty dark movie, and I would say the Fantastic okay. Beasts series in general is darker than the Harry Potter series. So. It, it is, but I would say that much like the Harry Potter series, it didn't start out as dark as it's gotten. Right. So it, it progressively gets darker and, and darker. Let's yeah. take a look at the trailer. Kingdom of Bhutan. Some of our most important magic has its origins there. They say if you listen carefully enough, the past whispers to you. The world as we know it is coming undone. Things that seem unimaginable today will seem inevitable tomorrow. I imagine that you're all wondering why you find yourselves here. From this moment forward, each of us has been assigned a role to play. If we're to defeat Grindelwald, you'll have to trust me, even when every instinct tells you not to. Dumbledore asked that I give you something, Jacob. Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) That's just a bit of it. It is spectacularly edited. It is imaginative. It is uh, engrossing. There's something, there's humor. It's interwoven, great acting. It's an entertaining film. So when we say that there's some issues to it, it's not in the entertainment factor. It's in the darkness. It's in the, the agendas. Violence is pretty violence. Okay. Yeah. Violence is part and parcel of the magic, but there are scenes that are pretty creepy and, and Grindelwald or Grindelwald, depending on who you have pronouncing his name, he has almost got this Hitler-esque air to him. There, there are definitely places in this story that are a deliberate echo of the Third Reich, that he's imposing this sort of dark, racially uh, motivated order, or that's what he wants to do. And, and obviously the heroes here are standing against it. It's a great story of heroism and sacrifice. I, I think that there's still definitely a battle of good versus evil here. And it becomes a question of, are you a big enough fan of the series of the whole franchise that you feel like you have to see it? Or I don't know. I haven't been, I've seen the first two and and this one now, and they don't necessarily draw me in and, and create the same sense of wonder that the Harry Potter stories did. I think they're definitely a notch or two below. I've I enjoyed them. I I thought they were imaginative. It's not for children though. I just these are not for ch- children films. Although uh, the books were 
young adult readers. And, and I have a problem with that with film. This isn't the only film where we've seen something that was made for children, made into a movie, and made <coughs> poorly with poor decisions. Transformers is at the top of that list for me. Those are kids' toys. Again, that gets back to the conversation we were having earlier, which is just, is it possible to create imaginative, spectacular entertainment that families and kids can enjoy that resists the urge to sexualize the message, the characters, why do we have to go there? And obviously Hollywood thinks if they don't do that, they're not gonna sell tickets. They are, again, they're driven by agenda and they're driven by activism, but below that Hollywood is absolutely driven by money. So there must be you know, a financial reason they think if we don't include this, the adults aren't going to come. I think I, that they're, my mom explained it to me this way. She says, when you're a, in a pig pen, you think everything is slop. And when you're and going everybody's to, a pig. And everyone's a pig. So when they're looking for funding, these are the same people. No, this is what we believe. This is what everybody believes. And it comes as a shock when 70% of Americans say, I'm done with, I'd rather just forget it and not go and not give you my money than to continue down this road. Leave our kids alone. It comes as a shock. They'll continue to push back because that's the slop that they're eating and it's the slop that they are dishing out. But yep. when they're when that when they can't fund their slop anymore, they suddenly grow a conscience and then they try to make family friendly movies or even faith movies like Noah with the rock monsters that aren't biblical. So they don't quite get it. They'll even start to fund independents who are making Christian films and more family friendly films because that's making money. But they will always continue to run back. Like the Bible says, as a dog goes back to its vomit that's exactly what Hollywood is going to do. They're going to go back to their vomit. And that's why we talk about some of these things to make you aware so you could say, I'm not eating your vomit. Thank you, Hollywood. Thank you very much. No, that's right. And this is just one other side note that I saw this week. Apparently, I don't know if it was in his official will, but it was in his documents that he left behind. Walt Disney specified that none of his movies were ever to be remade. Full stop. Can you believe that? Wow. Walt said, we're not remaking my movies. That's all Disney has done for the last 15 years. Well, wait, and so wait, wait. now they're going to have to like have real ideas again, as opposed <laughs> to just the retreads of things that we loved as a kid. Wow. Wow. I and got... somebody found it and said, we need to abide by this. So it sounds like the company is wanting to turn away from the whole remake thing that they've been on that kick for maybe not 15 years, but at least 10. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's huge. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you learn something new every day. That's why you watch this, right? Or listen, uh, Hollywood, again, while there is slop that's being served, there's also 
there's also a conscience in a lot of actors mm -hmm. and a lot of filmmakers. It's not completely devoid, uh, void rather, of humanity and goodness and faith. And we see that this week in a film, but this film, the movie Redeemed, where people said, oh, that's a spectacular movie, pushes the envelope of some things that are inappropriate. We're seeing yeah. that with Father Stu. Mark Wahlberg came across this story, and it was his passion as a Catholic to get this story out. Do you want to see the trailer? I want to see the trailer. You want to see show the tra trailer? Oh, show me the trailer. Let's Unleash do this Unleash the thing. trailer. Hey everyone, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I am so excited to share with you the trailer for my new movie, Father Stu. I found his story to be so inspiring that I knew I had to find a way to bring it to the big screen. Here's the trailer to Father Stu. See a boxer there? Yeah, seventh time's a charm. I'm being an actor. Oh, God. You don't belong with those L.A. folks. They're a bunch of fascist hippies. <laughs> what brings you here? And I figured no better place to be discovered than the supermarket. Hey, did I see you on a television series? You do movies? You don't work in the entertainment industry at all? No, man. Do Bill know you're fussing with this truck? I'm a son. I'm just borrowing it. I reckon it's a few months worth of cleanups on aisle four to pay off a DUI income. Wait a minute. Who did we just see there? Who you saw. Did we just see Mel Gibson there? Yeah, he's his dad. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. And so now this character who's a, a boxer, wants to go Hollywood, is now getting a mugshot? What? What can I yeah. get for you, miss? I got beef. I can see that. Hey. Hey. Let's not waste either of our time. I'm a Catholic. Boy, well, ain't that what confession's for? You can't date someone who isn't baptized. I thought you was going to say Hispanic. Where's the water? I'll do it now. I know I'm not what you used to. And not what you deserve either. Life's going to give you a gut full of reasons to be angry. You only need one to be grateful. And then from there, he does become grateful. In fact, he becomes a priest. Yep. Wow. Father Stu. That's the story. And if there is a movie that we have seen recently that is more... What's the right word? Paradoxical, bipolar, not in the mental sense, but we love this movie. It's got a terrific redemptive message. Mm -hmm. It's not what you would think of as a traditional Christian movie, but it is absolutely about this man's journey of faith in the Catholic church. And if you're feeling like there's a big butt coming, here's the big butt. It is that it's rated R because there's a ton of language. And, and harsh language, like 40 F words, about that many S words, that this, this ain't like any Christian movie you've ever seen. Okay, so let's talk about this. You say yeah, you love absolutely. it, and then we're talking about Dumbledore, and there's like only six seconds that had to be edited out for China and very few, few little references. So it seems hypocritical. But here's the difference. We talked about a time and a place. This movie is not only not made for kids, it's not made 
for the Christian or even really the Catholic audience. It's made for a secular audience to tell a story of a man entrenched in a secular world who found faith. It's speaking their language. It's talking to them in a movie format that they understand. And I, when in Rome do as the Romans do, well, okay, I don't want to compromise my values, but he's telling a story. And we've often said almost weekly that, if you're going to have disturbing, nat- uh, disturbing nature or problems or language or whatever it may be, or in the re- this movie Redemption, sexual situations that don't, don't show full nudity, but they're a lot more than we would expect in a Christian film, your redemptive message has got to be equal or greater. And in this movie, uh, Father Stu it is. It's greater. It does show this is where he came from, and this yeah. is where he got to. That's the difference. Where you see children's movies and children's programming and children's books with these indoctrinating kind of storylines that aren't really necessary. Dumbledore. I'm going to love him regardless and his character, regardless of what, who he was in love with or who in the last movie you had alluded to maybe a a kind of a romance there, but it didn't really have to cross the line. I didn't need to know that. I could have assumed that they had a brotherhood, a closeness in the Bible, David and, and Jonathan had a closeness that today they would have thrown them into the LGBTQ corner, but they had, they were closer than brothers. They had a kind of a a friendship intimacy and that's beautiful. That should be celebrated. That doesn't have to go into the romantic, but if it does, does it really add to the story? No. And is it necessary for children? No. So uh, to me, that's the difference. Adam, what, what are your yeah. thoughts? I think that there are people, and we hear from them at Plugged In, that one of their biggest gripes about Christian movies is that they're too sanitized, that all of the grit gets ironed out because we don't want to have content that is offensive. And frankly, mm. I am really sympathetic to that argument. I, I like reality. I like grittiness. I like telling an honest story. I think that with a movie like this one, you're going to have a lot of Christians who are not going to be put off by the fact that there's language that's harsh here mm-hmm. and it doesn't bother me and it's not a deal killer. And that's where I'm at personally. But I also know at Plugged In that we hear from a lot of people who on principle simply don't want to be exposed to that kind of content. And I think that is a very legitimate yep, it sure is. to hold. And so this will be a story that will likely be out of bounds for some of those people. And that's um, perfectly okay. We are all is. individuals. We do not have to have group think and all think the right. same. Uh, we are all on a different journey called to do differing things. And <clears throat> I'm not going to judge you. If I go out to a, a restaurant or a park and I hear as much language as I hear in this film, but then I live in Seattle. So <laughs> if you're in Memphis, I don't know, maybe it's different. I, I, no, I don't think, think I don't think it is different. I'm actually shocked at how culturally desensitized we are to really harsh language <clears throat> and people say really harsh things very casually in everyday conversation. And and so I think as a this is the kind of movie that invites us to think about 
the context of redemption. And in this one, they have chosen, I think, to try to realistically portray the context this guy came out of. Mm. And it was a harsh context. And for me, obviously, the contextual argument can be a slippery slope, right? We can justify and maybe excuse lots of things by saying it was the context of the story. But I think the context of this story helps me not to feel like this was just gratuitous, but this was the reality of the story. Some people are going to love that. Some people may be turned off by it. And probably you already know whether that sounds appealing to you or whether that's, yeah, hard pass. Mm -hmm. And that's totally- Well, it's coming out in time for Easter to get our minds on what Easter is really all about. In our final moments together, we're going to, I'm going to ask you what Easter movies you think should be an absolute tradition. And before we do, though, I know that you have a beard there and I have something for you. For the man who has everything, except anything for his beard, the Luxury Beard Box from Real Bearded Men at MyMichelleLive.com. You can go to MyMichelleLive.com and get a Real Bearded Men a Beard Box. They have wonderful things to pamper your beard because if you, you, if know, you got one, Real Bearded Men. I didn't know men. when I woke up this morning that I was going to be part of a beard commercial, but... Put that on your resume. Yeah, exactly. Easter is upon us and we are... Uh, celebrating yet once again our risen savior as and uh, the passion of the christ is we just saw mel gibson in father stew playing the father of the man who becomes father stew his ma his passion of the christ is a masterpiece it, no, it, it really is, is. i know is. that he's trouble has had trouble <laughs> has had many troubles but yet we all have and there's part maybe that's part of his redemption story uh, but what a film if i have a hard time watching it uh, it's yeah, just I, it was so a one-timer for me i've seen it once and i absolutely found it a staggering movie the level of graphic depiction of what very likely was pretty close to what happened to Jesus. Yes. It's not, for me, it's not repeat viewing now. And I feel the same way about Braveheart. There are people who love and adore Braveheart and watch it fairly regularly. I'm like, yeah, nope. you know, nope. one time was plenty for me. Yeah. Um, nope. <laughs> but it's a, in terms of but how well made the film is, I'm not sure that it has an equal really. Yeah, I, I I would agree with you, but for me, it I you should I think I would recommend watching it at least once, maybe not with your kids. It's oh just God. not. It's the it's akin to we can have cute little uh, murals of Noah's Ark and all of the sweet animals, but you don't want to you don't want to show the depiction of the drowning people in no. in Sunday school class for your five year olds. Much like Disney, you don't want to over sexualize your five year olds. Thank you, time right. and place. Boom, soapbox rescinded. We, but watching it maybe with your teens helping them to understand so somewhere along the line you need to wrap your head around what took place to purchase your salvation and what life is really all about as we go into easter what film would you recommend that maybe well, you i think we've talked about my favorite i probably talked about it last year i love the movie risen which came out in 2016 yes 
Now that's um, one I can watch and again it and again. Joseph finds as a Roman centurion who gets tasked with finding the body of Christ. Basically, the authorities say, we're going to have a problem here if we can't figure out what happened to this guy. And he is a hard-bitten, cynical soldier. And I was just looking at my review that I wrote back in 2016, and the first line of the review is, I am yet sticky with filth. And so you you get a sense that this is a man mm. who is in the dirt and the grime and the gunk of the world. And as he begins to investigate, and it's a, almost a CSI-ish whodunit, as he investigates the missing bot, and he keeps coming into these scenes that are straight out of the Bible. And I loved it. It's one of my all-time favorite Christian movies. The crucifixion scene is intense. My wife... She's like, I can't watch this. It was just too much for her now. Yeah. But the whole movie's not like that. And it's not at Passion of the Christ level either. But it's very realistic. There's a scene after Jesus' crucifixion where they just, they drop the cross on the ground backwards. And it's, it, it just stops your heart. It's because it, you just see the brutality of this world and how cheap life is. And that's the thing I love about period pieces set yeah. during the life of Christ is it's certainly there is dramatic license being taken, just as we've talked about with The Chosen, but you're getting a glimpse of the incredibly tense relationship between the Romans and the Jews. And this was a, a powder keg of a colony, essentially, that was about to explode. I know colony is not the technically correct word, but this is an occupied territory and this movie really paints that picture effectively, I think. Easter films for kids. Here's the thing. I actually had somebody put me on this assignment earlier this week, and there was a movie that came out a year ago called Resurrection that I think is mostly sanitized enough that you could watch it with your family. You'll want to check out our full review. The problem with Easter movies is most of them have hopping rabbits in them. And I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not against Peter Rabbit, like on principle, but it's not, that's obviously not the Easter story. And actually the Peter Rabbit movies are pretty fun and they don't have too much content, but that's not. But that's not Easter. If you really right. want to center in Veggie Tales, have uh, DVDs on Easter. Those are, are darling and fun and you can rely on Veggie Tales to tell the tale well. And you may even see a hopping rabbit, but they put the emphasis where the emphasis really belongs. So that's something that you can look up for your kids. You can go to places like Pure Flicks and yep. they will have a plethora of Christian films for the weekend. For those of you who are staying away from some of the indoctrination films, good for you. Making that that decision, people in droves are canceling their Disney their Disney Plus subscriptions. And I applaud you for saying, you know what, we've had enough because there there is a time and there is a place. Free speech, it, you should be able to make whatever kind of film you want. You should be able to say what you want. But remember, there is a time and a place. And if Hollywood continues to serve out slop, you don't have to eat it. Thank you That's for right. hanging out with Adam and I, and we will catch you next time. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Don't forget to like us, share us, and go to MyMichelleLive.com. More entertainment at MyMichelleLive.com.